Coming up on HIGMT, Tesla breaks through the 200,000 delivered vehicles for the first time ever, the Model 3 gets back its top pick recommendation from Consumer Reports, and the Cybertruck takes a cue from GM's Hummer EV. Welcome to How I Got My Tesla, the podcast of indeterminate length for Saturday, July 3rd, 2021, episode 49 in Ottawa, Ontario. I'm Matt Wilson. Let's start off with a few Tesla things you should know. For the first time ever, Tesla was able to deliver over 200,000 vehicles in the second quarter of 2021 while producing 206,421 cars. Deliveries were up 8.5% from the previous quarter, and the final tally had Tesla delivering 201,250 vehicles, and overall production was up 14%. Now, this is a huge accomplishment for Tesla considering production challenges that is affecting most automobile manufacturers with shortages of raw materials and integrated chips. Most of all of the delivered units were either the Model 3 or Model Y. Tesla only delivered 1,890 Model S's and X's for this quarter. Delivered units in China accounted for a third of all deliveries, which gives Elon credence for the heavy investment in China over the past few years. Gigafactory Shanghai gives Tesla a direct avenue for production deliveries into the Chinese market and allows for the exporting of Model 3s and Model Ys into Europe. Although this is great news for Teslas and their customers, Tesla stock pretty much remained unchanged since analyst expectations had Tesla producing up to 230,000 vehicles this past quarter. Even with all the changes with the recently delivered refreshed Model S, Tesla chose to stay with the 18650 battery cell design and not the expected 4680 battery cell announced at Battery Day last September. The 18650 battery cell design has been used in a Model S for almost a decade, and Tesla has lots of experience managing the performance of this well-established platform. TorqueNews.com has a possible rationale as to why Tesla did not change battery cell architecture, and it provided a link out to an extensive video from YouTube channel The Limiting Factor. Rather than diverting current 4680 battery cell production to the Model S, Tesla decided to relegate each 4680 battery cell produced to the upcoming Model Y at Gigafactory Berlin and at Gigafactory Texas. Now, what is odd for me is the continued use of the 18650 battery cell design. I'm not exactly sure why they simply did not switch to a more current battery pack using 2170 cells. Deliveries of the refreshed Model S long range have started this past week, and Motor Trend indicates that this version of Tesla's flagship sedan may be the best bang for your buck spent. At a cost of just under $80,000 US, a long range variant is $50,000 cheaper than the Plaid version. Sure, you may not have the insane performance that the Plaid version enjoys, but if flexing at red lights and spending weekends at the track is maybe not your thing, maybe that $50,000 could be spent somewhere elsewhere in your life. The long-range version Model S is still an incredible vehicle being offered today. It'll be interesting to see what the delivered Plaid over long-range units ratio will be over the next year. For people not looking to brag that they have the best-performing vehicle in the world, Having the second best performing vehicle in the world might be sufficient enough. The Tesla Model 3 was able to get back the topic recommendation from Consumer Reports after the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety released updated results of the recently released camera-based advanced driver assist system. Five weeks ago, Consumer Reports was not able to award the top pick recommendation when Tesla removed the radar-based system for the Model 3 and Model Y. In place of radar, Tesla is now implementing a camera-based safety system that included features such as automatic emergency braking and forward collision warning systems. 
relying on a system of cameras for safety features was only recently reevaluated and deemed acceptable by the IIHS, which prompted Consumer Reports to reinstate the missing topic recommendation. The short-lived standard range Model Y is back and it's available for purchase, but before I start getting heart palpitations again, it should be noted it's only available for Hong Kong. Earlier this year, Tesla released a standard range Model Y for North America for $42,000 US and it had a range of 244 miles. Tesla then reduced the price a bit before taking it away from their online design studio and only offering the standard range as an off-menu option for those of us smart enough to ask. There's no word yet if the standard range Model Y is still an option, but this reminds me of the off-menu Model 3 that was sold for $35,000. That particular variant was eventually discontinued. Now, what is nice to see with the standard range Model Y for Hong Kong is a boosted range of up to 288 miles for the same price, around $42,000 US. So I suppose time will tell if the standard range Model Y will again be available through the design center for North America. Now, I really hope that, uh, you know, Tesla is going to be able to offer the standard range Model Y for North America again. And if they are able to boost up the expected range from 244 miles to 288 miles, you know, that crosses the 250 mile threshold that Elon found to be um, anything less was deemed unacceptable in his opinion. So if he's able to increase the range up to 288 miles for the same price, which is around $42,000 US, you know, this is a really huge um, contender for uh, me possibly getting that particular variant. It's definitely going to be cheaper than the standard range uh, Model Y that is currently available. But um, yeah, it, uh, this uh, this particular variant is of real interest to me. And I'm hoping that, you know, as soon as Gigafactory Texas comes online and Tesla is able to increase their production limits for the Model Y, I'm hoping that, you know, they can offer a certain, uh, you know, different trim levels um you know to try and keep the price as low as possible uh, i don't necessarily need uh, a vehicle with uh, more than 288 miles uh, i was perfectly satisfied with the expected range of 244 miles uh, based on you know our current uh, driving habits that we have today but um you know having that available as an option uh, is definitely of interest to me. I'm really hoping that Tesla can offer that up, uh, say in 2022, once Gigafactory Texas comes online. And like I said earlier, provides Tesla with uh, more production capacity to uh, push out more vehicles. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in the next year. Thanks to a recent patent filing application, we're starting to see some details regarding the optional solar charging tunnel cover for the upcoming Cybertruck. Although the charging output was not revealed with the application, it is suspected that the cover will be able to produce anywhere between 500 and 900 watts of energy. The retractable tunnel cover is nothing new. This was revealed at the launch event for the Cybertruck last year. And what is new is the fact that Tesla is moving forward with the idea of charging a portion of the Cybertruck and patenting the process to do so. There's no word yet on the availability of the optional tunnel cover, solar or not, so I suppose we'll hear more once Cybertruck production starts later this year at Gigafactory Texas. And not to be outdone by GM's Hummer EV, Elon confirmed this week that the Cybertruck will have four-wheel steering and will be able to crab walk the vehicle from side to side by positioning the front and rear wheels in the same direction. 
Ever since GM touted the four-wheel steering as a standard option on their Hummer EV, I pretty much figured that Elon would not let a good idea get past him and would eventually integrate this feature into the Cybertruck. With four-wheel steering being made available, the Cybertruck will have a better steering radius than what was shown at the launch event last year. Some good news regarding Gigafactory Berlin this past week. Local courts have thrown out objections to the recently granted provisional permits that allows Tesla to test production equipment and processes at their production facility in Germany. Two groups, Green League and Nature Conservation Association, both launched appeals to recently granted permits based on safety concerns. And while we're talking about Gigafactory, so might as well take a look at what has happened at Gigafactory Texas over the last week. And thanks again to Joe Tegmeyer and Jeff Roberts for their daily drone footage. Heavy rains this past week have created another messy job site. There's so much standing water everywhere, but work is progressing on all sides. Temporary storm ponds are slowly being filled in and abandoned. Precast concrete columns, beams, roof panels are being installed in the area to the north of the casting plant. I figure this work should be wrapped up by the end of July. More bridge cranes have been delivered on site and are awaiting installation. And foundation work is starting to progress between the east and west buildings, basically filling in what was left open and to finish off the Gigafactory into its final shape. Structural steel construction is proceeding in the southwest corner of the Megapad area, and concrete floor slabs are being poured in the 4680 battery cell production area as well. Work seems to have stalled out in the proposed battery cathode and lithium hydroxide processing facility. I'm not exactly sure what the rush was to get the granular pad in place. Well, that should pretty much do it for episode 49. If you're looking to purchase a new Tesla and want 1,000 free supercharging miles, feel free to use my referral program link in the show notes below, or you can head on over to ts.la slash Matthew40942. So far, the only person to use my referral program link is Chatty, so thanks, Chatty, for that. Hashtag for this episode, let's try hashtag pushing through 200K, and the overall hashtag for this podcast is hashtag HIGMT. And if you have any feedback for me, you can throw me an email at how I got my tesla at gmail.com and i need to shout out my patrons who support me at the v3 supercharging level so thanks again to my brother nick for your continued support as always you can watch my progress towards a tesla of some sort by visiting howigotmytesla.com you can also follow me on twitter and instagram by simply searching for how i got my tesla so thank you for listening this podcast is produced by matt wilson and hosted by squarespace music for this episode is cascade by cubby